Welcome, folks, to the first off-season podcast of the off-season. <laughs> I was going to say the season there, but obviously that's no that wasn't going to work. And it, it's all, all in all, it's episode 46. Now, continuing with the, the recent theme of ice hockey numbers, uh, as you'd said, we had a look. There are no previous clan players who wore the number 46, but... This year in the league, or last season, 2018-19, whatever you want to call it, there was one player in the league that wore number 46. Do you know who it is? I don't. Um, and I'm not even going to try and guess. Well, it's, not, it's, to, it's not obscure. You've actually talked about this guy quite a lot. Will <sighs> uh, I give it away if, if, if you give me the team? Yeah, I'll give it away. Well, right. I'll give you a clue. Um, hang on, hang on. He is it? Is it Nikolai Brunesvin? No, it's not. No. Right. The clue one is. Uh, he. Has the same surname as. Another guy in the league. Is it Josh Pitt? <laughs> is yeah. No. Yeah, he wore forty. He wore forty six. Yeah, so. Um, oh, wow. Anyway, as boring a start as you can get, but we'll move on. <laughs> so, this week we're going to look at um, the, the first few clan signings that have started to be uh, released, I guess you could say. Um, we've not had any more departures directly, but some of those have potentially been signed by other teams, which we'll get into. Um, looking at the other transactions across the league, uh, a bit about the GB squad that was announced and warm-up games for the World Championships. Um, and then at the end, just a, a brief section about the NF, NHL playoffs, Stanley Cup, and then uh, uh, NFL humour section, if you're yep. still awake by that point. Definitely want tune in for that one. Yep. Well, we've been promised a good one, so... We'll see, see if it lives up to it. But um so where did we where did we get to last time? We we didn't have any players signed, I believe, but we did have departures, is that right? Yeah, I think that was uh, where we were the last time. It's been a couple of weeks now, so yeah. A lot's happened. It has in the past two weeks. It has indeed. And so the first clan signing that was announced was a, a goaltender, which is not usually the order that they necessarily do things in, but uh, that was how it was. And it was somebody from another team, which again is not something that we do often with goaltenders, but uh, it was big Patrick Killeen from Milton. Um, what what were your initial reactions to it? Well, I know, I know what they were, but... You need to, you need to tell it, John. Um, I think, I think I was kind of relatively happy with it. Um, I think overall he's probably a, a better netminder than than Joe Rumpel, so I, I think you can say it's an upgrade at the position. Um, my only sort of reservation was, uh, the game that I seem to remember, um, at Brayhead where Killeen was pulled after about six minutes when he conceded four goals. Um, yeah, I think he was out the night before. 
Yeah, must have been still absolutely steaming boats, but uh, so you know that that kind of sticks in my mind. But um, I'm sure, obviously, he's a, he's a better goalie than, than that so five six minute period suggested, and obviously he's he's got the the stats there to back that up as well. Um, 0.909 safe percentage at Milton last year, which is not really that much better than what Rumpels was, but taking into account where, where Milton finished and uh, the season they had, I think that's um, pretty good overall. Yeah, I think that's the main thing. It's looking at it in perspective of the the team that he was on. Um, you know, faced a lot more shots uh, and, and managed to to put up a, a better percentage. Obviously, that's not everything, but um, no. from the the times that he played at Ray Head, ironically enough, I don't think he were his best games. Um, <laughs> but he produced... Yeah, which is... I don't know if that's that's a concern, but um, he'd certainly a couple of good saves I remember seeing against us down, down there, but maybe... Maybe not his best games up here, but as you say, I, I do think uh, it is an upgrade. He's he's had some very good numbers in the past few years as well, um, and he's another goalie that is well. I was going to say massive, but he's really tall, and we yeah. kind of went like that with Rumpel with the previous couple of times we'd gone for smaller guys. Um, I quite like big goalies. He's maybe a bit more uh, unorthodox at times with some of his saves, but yeah. I think he's overall he's gonna give us more of the big saves that we need than Rumpel did. Yeah. Uh, I can kind of he likes to sort of come out his goal. I think sometimes as well. Yeah. Um, which is again something that that Rumpel never really did, uh, and that's maybe. You know, I'm, I'm not really faulting Rumpel for that, because uh, I quite like a, a goalie to stay, to stay put. A stay-at-home goalie. Uh huh. Rather than just sat coming out and try to play the puck. Yeah, I mean it's it's one of those things that we will have to wait and see how he performs at Brayhead, but I like that we've got a goalie who knows about the league. Um, We've not not done that for a wee while either, and I th- I expect him to be very good uh, with hopefully a better team in front of him. Um, Do you think then that this sort of rules out a goalie tandem? It's hard. <laughs> it's hard to say. Uh, he he seems like the kind of guy that would be your starting goalie. So. Uh-huh. Maybe not completely ruling it out, but he'd be more of I'd be expecting him to be the the go to keeper, and if we do bring in another import, then it would be a sort of sixty forty or more of a split job as opposed to one one plays one night and the other plays the other night. But if you were to put me on the spot, I think we'll still go with either Gary Russell or another Brit 
netminder or a, a full time backup, if you know what I mean. Yeah, um, that's quite an interesting point, and and again, it's not really, it's not a signing that's been so, uh, completely welcomed by a hundred percent of the fans. Uh, just when when he when he did sign, um, we put a tweet out and a few people replied. So I'll just uh, quickly go through them. Uh, yeah. Graham McFarlane said he's not too convinced, but uh, he's he's behind Pete Russell in his decisions. So uh, so he's going to go with it. Um, Tanya Reid said, "I think he's a great signing. Uh, his stats show." Just how good he is. Played extremely well for MK under the circumstances. It's going to be good for us, especially if we have a, a great defence to back him up. Um, and Melissa McKinnon said that she was happy with the signing. Other MK players have said that they wouldn't have won any games, um, you know, had, had it not been for him. So she was pretty chuffed as well. So a, a wee bit of a mixed sort of reaction there. But um, I think, you know, so looking at the bigger picture, I think. You've, We've kind of touched on he's, he's going to be an upgrade, I think, on, on Rumble anyway. So, a step in the right direction. Yeah, and obviously has that connection, it seems, with um, some of the other players. Was it Tansky and Stanish, maybe, that he knew? So yeah, I think so. There's a bit of a connection there. The last thing I'll say is that I think I've seen a lot of people talk about how... Uh, Best Grawani played in Edinburgh and had specific stats and then went to Belfast and was unbelievable. I don't think you can say that that would definitely happen for Colleen, but no, you, but would, you would hope you would hope it could. Um, yeah, it's not a complete like for like, but I see where people are kind of coming from with it. Yeah, agreed. Um, you just need to wait and see, but I think. Uh, it was a it was a pretty good start, anyway. I think. Yeah, I I would agree. Um, so we we know really then who. What the goalkeeping situation will be certainly the the starter, uh, and then. The next signing we moved on to the. I guess you could call him the utility man, from last year. Um, Scott Tansky was announced as returning, and I personally was pleased with this one obviously I'd talked before that I could see him as a potential captain um, but no I think I think in general that one was well received as well yeah I think so um, again pretty pretty happy with that signing uh, you know what you get with Tansky he's a, he's a great sort of two way player he can uh, fill in in the defence if, if a win required as well um, so you know he's he's Got versatility and, and can play throughout the lines as well, which is again a sort of an extra added bonus uh, for us as well. Um, the only thing I would maybe want is maybe a wee bit more production. That's perhaps going into next season. I feel like you know there was kind of periods where his his performances were kind of up and down, um, as well you know as with the rest of the team, obviously. But yeah, I don't know. Just in terms of points, I would maybe like to see a wee bit more production. Yeah, I understand that. Um, I think it's. See, I mean, you probably want to see more points from every player, but um, yeah, that I think if he did add more points, he would be even more of a 
a good find really. I mean I think when he when he came in we expected him to be a guy maybe that didn't put up a lot of points and it shows how well he did do last year, but he we did think, you know, he's gonna be a energetic guy who um, puts himself around, but I think he's shown that he has got more more than just that. And if if he does bring more points then he could really be a top player for us, I think. Um, so excited yep. to see a, a second season stat, uh, Tansky. Yeah, agreed. Um, definitely, uh, again, happy with that with that signing. A good start so far. Yeah, I think it was... A lot of people did like him last year and, and it's probably because of that style that he plays. Um the, those kind of players are always welcome up here. You do need, of course, a lot of skill and stuff mixed in with that, but every team needs elements of what he brings, I think. So, um, again, yep. very happy with that. Um, Next incoming signing was uh, a big one, and I would say even more of a, a fan's favourite, and could you say club legend? Yeah, I think so. I think probably. Certainly, all-time leading point scorer, Scott Pitt, is returning again. And actually, that's just reminded me. The signing videos have been quite quite good, social media-wise, this year. They're trying to do something a wee bit different. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Uh, as opposed to some stuff we've seen in the past. So, they've been quite funny. But, um, yeah, having Pitt back is is excellent. I think we both agreed maybe it wasn't his best year last year, but when you actually look at the points that he produced, um it really wasn't wasn't too bad at all. Just getting up here, but he produced the same amount of points as his jersey number. <laughs> <laughs> and actually that was that is the second highest points tally, it was only 2016-17 he got 74 but yep. um, his first year here he got 53 then 51 the season after that uh, and uh, 74 in 16-17 so actually numbers wise it was it was pretty good it just, it's funny that you start picking up on other things um, just based on how the team's doing. And I think that's that's really what people did, but a, an important member, I think. Um, and you know what you're going to get with him. Yeah, uh, exactly that's it. He's a, he's a point scorer and he's he's brought in to do that job and he, he's, he's done it pretty much every year that he's been here. Um, and, you know, like, like every other player, he kind of goes through wee dips in form, but they don't tend to last long and, um, you know, again, it's a, a number speak for themselves. I think interestingly as well, though, I think obviously last year with uh, the way the fixtures sort of panned out, he ended up playing more, uh, playing more games. So um, perhaps that's uh, added to his uh, point contribution overall. But I think you know, sixteen, seventeen. Um, you know, that was just that was a that was a great year. Um, Seem to remember it was uh, between him and, and Becca. I think Becca just saw uh, 
pinched it in the in the end for the for the top points. But um, no, just a, a proven point scorer and uh, definitely a, a must have. I think we'd said uh, to come back and while he's still want to play and uh, he's still in the in the form that he that he is, then um, definitely one that that we need. I think. Yeah, I mean he's he's what thirty one, so he's not exactly. Um, what you describe as an old player, um, but I think probably his, his style is is adapting a bit, um, and his uh, I think his defensive game as well is maybe slightly underestimated. Um, although one thing that I would like to see, I, I know he's probably my favourite player, but one thing I would like to see is is an improvement in in his face-offs uh, I think certainly when he, he first came I remember him being pretty good in there obviously I don't have the stats but last year it didn't seem quite the same and having a reliable face-off winning centre is pretty important so if he is going to play centre I'd like to see a wee bit more from that point of view and um, you know I, I was going to say you want to see more goals, but um, again, you look at it, 22 goals last year, and he was creeping up there towards the top of the, the point tables at one point when the whole team was in form. Um, yeah. He'll know himself uh, where he wants to be, but if he can improve on that points-wise again, then you know that would be really impressive. Mm-hmm. I think that's, you know, Talking about the the face-offs and stuff, um, you know that that can really make a difference uh, to a team. I think we've really had somebody that's been that's been excellent in face-offs probably since since Alex Levitt was here. Um, so you know that's that's an area that I would I would agree. I would like to see somebody that um, you know if if Pitt isn't isn't the guy for that, then somebody else that, that can come in and. Um, you know, just we're not saying win. We're not saying win every face off, but just giving your giving your team a good chance in possession. Uh, you know, especially in the opposition zone. Yeah, I mean, they've got at the moment. Tansky's the only other guy that was signed that has played centre at one point. Although obviously he's played played everywhere. He's not a prolific face off guy from all accounts. So um, maybe that's something we'll look at, but. I mean, I would, I would need to see the the stats, and only really probably Pete Russell will, will have those. Maybe were better than we think, but it's just one of those things that always sticks with me that we've never, never quite been dominant, and I think that leads to us losing a lot of time in the offensive zone and putting ourselves under pressure when we're uh, in our own end, etc. So, I'd like to see that from our centres, but that's it's not necessarily Pitt's game. Um, but it's maybe no. something that you'd look to to work on if if other areas aren't aren't uh, what they used to be. But we're talking as if the guy's fifty five. <laughs> right, exactly. Ironically, yeah, he's sixty one exactly. So, um, nah, really glad to have him back. I don't think there's much more to say on it other than um, you know buzzing about it. Yeah, no, definitely. Um. 
Okay, so next guy that, that was signed was uh, our second new player to the team, but again, another guy who is familiar to the league. He came from, um, we've signed him from Fife. I believe he might have been on loan from Cardiff at that point, but uh, need to check that. So it's the second defenceman on the roster, and it's Craig Moore. Craig Moore? Craig Moore. Just a minute. Number 29, uh, and he is 23 years old. Um, this is one that kind of divided the two of us, certainly. Um, <laughs> I per- well, just my opinion, personally. Obviously, you're, you're looking at it from a... Uh, a replacement of a, a not comparing him to Sully but of a, a Brit defenceman going out um, yeah. I never he was never the kind of guy who I was really impressed with I thought he was seemed pretty steady but at times looked a bit suspect to me um, although from people who have seen him play a lot this year they have been very impressed and say, say he's a good player. So that's what I'm hoping we're going to get. But I just, my initial thoughts were that I wasn't, you know, I was neither here nor there kind of thing with it. Um, yeah. But, but you, you were a bit more, a bit more optimistic. Yeah, I don't, I just, I feel like, you know, he's, he, when he first came into the league, um, back in, uh, 2015, um, you know, he, he kind of came in and, and hit the ground running um, in terms of, you know, in terms of being a defenceman after his first year. Uh, Dundee, was it? it was yeah, with, Dundee, yeah. yeah. Um, so then in his, in his second year uh, with Dundee, he was, uh, he was an alternate captain. Um, so you, you, you don't get that without having, you know, some kind of... Uh, talent and in a form probably uh, and you know probably at that point he was maybe 19 or something so uh, and again second year at Dundee had you know I'm just kind of looking at the, the stats and stuff and just kind of surmising but um, you know must have had another good year for for Cardiff to take him uh, the year after that didn't play too much um, seventeen eighteen season, but uh, yeah, I think he had he had a few injuries to be fair. Right. Okay. Um, so you know that, that obviously doesn't help, and then uh, Cardiff again sorry signing him for last year, and then yeah, I think I think he was loaned to Fife, um, but I can't you know I can't really confirm that, but. Um, the only thing I'll say is when it when he went to Fife, I think their performances started to go down, <laughs> uh, and you know that's a sort of plus minus is minus seventeen at Fife, which is kind of slightly worrying. Yeah, I don't I don't even know if they're right though. True, but I mean, just taking it at face value, uh, I'm just saying that could be a a potential cause for concern, but I don't think. Um, I don't think that's the case. Uh, you know, it's difficult to so compare him to Sully. Obviously, we've seen Sully play quite a bit. Um, 
you know whether he's uh, similar to that. Uh, I'm not too sure, but um, I just felt like that we needed that sort of freshen up and in the defence, and uh, you know maybe this is the maybe this was the the one that was going to happen. Um, obviously, it's a it's a bit disappointing for for these guys and uh, and for Sully to leave. I think there, there's definitely something to be said that uh, Andrew Lord at Cardiff saw him as a a good enough prospect to sign him. Um, and I think there he also played as a forward for a bit. He certainly scored a Champions League goal as well. Um, so he can do a wee bit of that if needed. I, I do also think that the change was needed, as we'd said before, we're not you know, overly disappointed that Sully's gone and I think maybe that change will will be positive in terms of bringing a, a fresh face in and I just, you know, I hope it goes well. I'm sure he'll, he'll impress in his first few games and then all the doubt will be gone kind of thing. Um, and, I, and I don't know who I expected this to sign, to be honest, so maybe just being negative for the sake of it, but I just... I, I wasn't as excited as I have been with some of the other signings, but then you just you get an impression and that is what it is. But um yeah, I'm hoping that he'll come in and, and be solid for us. Uh he certainly I, I expect him to be more mobile and physical than Sully and you know, for that reason, uh, I think that can that can probably be a good thing. Yeah. Um, are we are we Craig Moored <laughs> are we Craig, are we, are we Craig out then? We're moving on. I think so, yeah. Right, okay. Uh our last uh signing was a an extension, a re signing, whatever you want to call it. Um and it was the news that Matt Stanish is back for his second year. Um and again, I think this is another good one, a guy that we well, I certainly remember I'd said I'd like to see him back again. Um what about you? Did you say that or were you wanting him back? <laughs> no, he no, he was definitely one I, I would uh, I would have wanted back. I think he was I think I drank him uh, our second highest D man from last year, um behind Tyson Wilson. Uh, so you know, I, I think from that aspect he's um it's definitely solid enough uh, for us. Um, again, so thirty-two points from, from fifty-five games uh, is pretty good. Um, I would maybe like to see a wee bit more um, if I'm being if I'm being critical. Just in terms of the season before, he scored ten goals for uh, for Manchester, and in comparison with four this year. Um, so maybe more perhaps on the on the goal scoring front, but um, no, I think you know, solid guy. Don't really remember him making any mistakes, um, and if he did, it couldn't have been that bad. If he did, you didn't. <laughs> you didn't see them. <laughs> Is that just games that I missed? But uh, no, I think you know, just a, a solid guy uh, to have, and you know, I think uh, good in the in the. The dressing room as well, so um, yeah, definitely happy to to have Stanish back. 
Yeah, I think even himself he'll probably want to score a few more goals, but uh, scoring from the defence, goals-wise, certainly wasn't wasn't one of our huge strengths last year, and that'll probably be something that we will look to to improve. Um, in Manchester, you know, it's it's not an excuse, but in a smaller kind of place, um, with defencemen taking shots, I think there's a lot more chance of uh, shots going through from the blue line and stuff. So maybe that explains his slightly higher goal return there. Um, I know he was certainly a, a go-to guy there from power power play point of view and stuff. So, um, but yeah, definitely one of my my defensive picks from last year. So. Another good uh, re-signing, and that that kind of rounded them off. Certainly up till this moment, there's not been any more. But um, I've been pleased with all of those, and if that's the the standard that we're expecting, then I think there'll be there'll be good things if we add some good new faces to that. Yeah, definitely. Happy days. So far. Yep, so far, yep. It could go downhill, but we'll we'll stay positive. Uh, there were um, two other kind of bits of clan transfer related news. The first was that Guillaume Doucet won't be returning, and that was probably the first real disappointment in terms of off season news. Yeah, agreed. Um, you know, he was again one of the one of the guys that would. Yeah, Mark to come back. Um, you know when he when he came in, he was he just basically he took over from from where Grant and left off. But by all accounts, was a seemed a better person. <laughs> uh, so you yeah. know, just I think that's that. clear from the job that he's got. Well, yeah, exactly. So, um, but you know, came in. We know what he can do. Um, he's done it year on year. Uh, in the league and you know just providing um, on average a point a game or just just short of that but um, overall just a just a really classy player and um, you know the kind of guy that we like to see um, at Brayhead but I was just I was kind of worried that he was he was leaving to go to one of the bigger teams in the league that was my initial thoughts yeah well, he, I suppose we could say he did do that, um, but not in the capacity that we thought. So he has, by all accounts, retired from playing and it looks like he's taken up his uh, hockey operations. Is that right? I don't know. Role, Direct, certainly. With director of hockey. Director of hockey at Nottingham Panthers. So he moves upstairs, as they say, um, and his job... Looks like it's recruit a coach and all the players at Nottingham. So it seems like something that uh, would be, you know, too good to turn down almost. Um, and certainly from his background, I don't know if he did some business related things, but it seems like that's a role he, he always wanted to move into. And I've got obviously no issues with him taking that's a good opportunity for him. And hopefully. He does well in that, except games against us, of course. But um, it'll be interesting to see what kind of team they put together now, given that uh, he's he's pulling the strings, but lots of experience in the league. So 
that'll help. But yeah, we'll see see what direction they go. Yeah, definitely. Um, so you know, he again, he sort of came through the uh, the university ranks, so may have still uh, some contacts from that. Um, obviously, played in France for a bit, played in Denmark for a bit as well, uh, and Italy, obviously. So um, you know, he'll have some good contacts um, throughout the throughout the world of hockey. So um, I've got no doubts that he'll be. Uh, he'll be up to the task, and he'll, um, you know, he'll, ha- he'll have a good, a good team there, um, as as Nottingham tend to do. But it's try to find guys that um, will play as a team as well, not just yeah. Uh, on paper, these guys look great, but in terms of um, you know the overall team, I think that will be his main his main task. Yeah, that's where they've struggled in the past with. Clearly, having a one of the the biggest budgets in the league, but um, it shows that guys with some of the best CVs and we don't play together as well as expected. So he'll know that, and there's a bit of pressure there. Um, so we'll see how he gets on. Um, the other bit of news was a guy that we have already talked about actually on this this episode, but it was revealed that Zach Sullivan. Is joining up with Ryan Finnerty again down in Manchester. Um, we kind of thought we'd maybe see Sully in the league again, and I suppose working with Finnerty is the natural route that that was going to take. Um, and who knows really how he'll get on there? It's a it's a really different setup from here. Uh, maybe never the. The quickest guy wouldn't have said so with things happening a lot faster in a smaller rink. Who knows how he'll get on, but he knows how Finnerty works and and vice versa. So again, he was a good servant for, for us, so hopefully he does well down there. Can I wish him the best? But it's one of those that I'm holding my breath to see how he actually does. Yeah, agreed. Um I think you've sort of hit the nail on the head there. I think he's you know, he was a good servant for us, but um, and obviously Ferrari knows um, knows where to use him and uh, what his best attributes are. So um, I don't, I've got no doubts that, that Ferrari will have a uh, a decent role for him uh, down there um, as a forward. <laughs> right, so you're playing forward, do <laughs> you, man? Just stick stick a ball into the box, right? Stick a puck in at the box and big, bring back big Dan Dyers, he can stick a knot in it. Yeah, well, he might he might get more goals than he has um, in the past. <laughs> I know that's not saying much, I mean that with <laughs> the greatest of respect, but as I've said, a, a lot more kind of random things happen in rinks like that, so um, maybe he'll be encouraged to, to shoot a bit more and things like that, but. Uh, yeah, an interesting one. Yeah, definitely. Um, plus, you know, when I think it was his first set of year, two years, uh, under Finnery, I think you know that was probably the best that we that we that we had from Sully. Um, and you know, I don't think he's regressed since then, but I just think that the, the quality of the league's improving year on year. Try not to be so critical of him here, but it just uh, you know that. These guys, the guys that are 
that are coming in have got you know really good CVs played it played in the top leagues in the world and uh, obviously that's going to be it's going to be difficult for most Brits to to keep up with but um, you know we'll just we'll see how it goes and you know like like you say the kind of smaller rank and stuff um, that makes it better as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, so best of luck to him. But I think it's good that we will get a bit of a, a freshen up in there. So, uh, hopefully, best for both parties. Um, moving on then. I mean, well, just before we do, as we've said, a, a good start to the recruitment, and um, it it's good that we're getting signings done early doors, really in general. Uh, you never really want to be hanging on like. Some clubs seem to do, but uh, yeah. yeah, well, yeah, I wasn't going to name them, but uh, it always seems to be the same with them. But we know they'll have a team, and we know they'll be annoying. So uh, I don't think there'll be many surprises. But just the way they do their off season is different to everyone else. Um, but yeah, hopefully we can carry on in this positive vein. Yeah. Um, so I just thought we would quickly fire round the rest of the league and uh, touch on who was back and who was new, and we'll just mention one or two, yeah, if they're of any interest and whatever. But uh, there's quite a few, so we'll start in Sheffield. We've got a a new coach, Aaron Fox, who I think was the Medvedchuk Zagreb coach last year. Um, yeah. So, uh, again, a, a bit of a change for them. We'll see, see what he does. But he started with uh, some fairly good recruitment, bringing back Mark Olivier Valorant, who we know was prolific at Coventry two years ago and had a good year last year. So he's a kind of proven quantity. Um, Deluca is back for Sheffield along with. Uh, a good few of their Brits robbed out both Phillips um, and I believe Jackson Whistle and Ben O'Connor are the coat was still under contract so whether that means they'll definitely be there next year or not I'm not sure but they are currently uh, so a decent start for Sheffield who we know need to have a better season yeah they do um my only concern is that they're maybe bringing they're bringing back a lot of guys that were already there last year. And, um, but you know it's a it's a different coach, so you have a different system, and um, you know you'll maybe see see better potential in these guys in training. Uh, but you know there's still a, still a long way to go even for them. But I think that's what they've got thirteen. Uh, players now in total so that's you know probably just over half of what what uh, Sheffield will, will end up with come the start of the season but yeah uh, is that including few, guys that are still supposed to be under contract like uh, yeah, like but, Mc, Evan McGrath etc is that nah he's not he's no. not on this well the, the list that I've got is uh, so you've got Jackson Whistle, 4D men, you've got Jordan Griffin, he's a yeah, young guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Aaron Johnson, Ben O'Connor, Davy Phillips, 
Um, and then your forwards, you've got Kieran Brown, Anthony Doka, Robert Dowd, Alex Graham, I think it's another young one. Yeah, he was, I think, brought in from Steel Dogs. Steel Dogs, yeah, supposed to be a good prospect. Uh, Jonathan Phillips, Cole Shudra, yeah, Mark right. Olivier Valorant, and Brandon Russell. Okay, yeah. So, quite a few there um, already, so, like you say, we'll see, but um, guy, a guy like Valorand, I think most teams would have would have taken his services, but he's chosen Sheffield, so, uh, yeah, aye, that's, that's the way it goes with real right dice hockey. Um, so, Coventry themselves, they have extended the contracts of Alex Forbes, Jordan Headley, Dylan Lawrence, and Justin Hashey. I think it's Hashey rather than Hash, but whatever. It's funny both ways. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then, perhaps quite significantly, Nikolai Brynäsvin has left to join Stavanger in Norway. So yeah. that will be a big loss because he was impressive. Yeah, he was. I think he was uh, uh, almost too good for Coventry last year. Um, but you know he's uh, going back to to Norway and um, joining a new team there for him. So uh, Stavanger will be. I'm, I'd imagine they'd be sort of challenging for the for the Norwegian league. But um, yeah, I just I, I don't know. I thought I thought he was really good. Um, whenever we saw him uh, at Breed, I thought he was. He looked pretty solid and uh, obviously uh, contributed quite a lot in terms of points as well. So we had that sort of all-round game that you kind of look for in the D-man. Uh, and you know, I'll be disappointed for, for Coventry to lose somebody um, of that stature and it's going to be tough to find a replacement for him, I think. Yeah, I think he'll have had a few uh, admirers or offers in this league anyway. Um, yeah. So, yeah, a, a good player, so... Um, a tough one for them. Yeah, I'm not doing this in any order, by the way, just the order that I've written it down. Uh, for anyone that's arguing with the alphabetical, non-alphabetical nature of this. Uh, next up, we've got Nottingham. Not really done much so far, other than obviously Doucette, but uh, extended the contracts of Josh Tetlow and Ollie Betteridge. So two Brits back there. Um, and of course, both of them uh, I believe in the GB squad, so um, a, a decent start. But we we really don't know the direction they're going in, so can't can't comment too much. Uh, Manchester as well. They've extended the contract of the best goal in the league. I think we mentioned that last time. But Matt Jin is back. Uh, signed Zach Sullivan, as we've touched on. And another guy we know about, Felix Antoine Poulin, is off to play with Bordeaux in France next year. So, um, a guy who I liked his style of play. Um, but certainly, since that season in D- Dundee, maybe never really quite got to those heights again. Uh, but a, a fairly impressive player, I think. Um, I'm not sure if Manchester would have re-signed him or not, but I, I think he'll do well in France. Yeah, I think so. Um, again, he was always kind of 
solid enough um, and you know what was a pretty bad team um, for us that season uh, you know he, he was alright he was fine I think mean, he didn't really stand <laughs> yeah, it out it's a good way to describe it yeah uh, that's pretty much all, all I can really say about him I think you know last year was probably he was probably a bit better um, in Manchester but uh, you know a, a new a new team in a new country for him so uh, He's moving to France, playing with Bordeaux, moving from from one mediocre team to another. So, <laughs> yeah, um, their biggest transfer news though was probably the departure of Kieran Long, and uh, we don't know where where he's going to end up yet. But he was a guy who certainly hit the ground running when he arrived in Manchester, and I doubt he'll be short of offers for a, a yeah. top proven point scoring Brit in this league um, and well his omission from the GB squad was strange whether or not it's injury related I don't know uh, but yeah he missed out there but I don't think he'll miss out from a, a top club wherever he goes next year No I agreed um, I think he'll have a, a few offers on the table definitely um, I was kind of surprised I think by uh, just how well he played at Manchester last year, um, but you know it's, it's it's good not only for uh, for the league but for for GB as well. I think in the future, I think he'll be uh, definitely in, in the team in the future. Um, I think you know some people had mentioned that he'd possibly been carrying an injury, but um, if you know if that was the case, then that's fair enough. But if he's if he was healthy and wasn't wasn't named in the in the in the team, then it's a wee bit of a strange one for me. Yeah, I would agree. Um, but yeah, I think he'll fit into whoever signs him very well, and he'll be a, a big loss for Manchester. Hard to replace that, uh, especially the the Brit element. Um, Cardiff only the one bit of news as far as I'm aware, and that is uh, probably their best news from their point of view and it's Joey Martin back again um, not really a surprise but uh, a great player who will just do what he always does next season yeah I mean get, we've sang his praises for for years on end um, and that will that will continue I think you know I was every year he's probably the the one guy that they would look to bring back uh, definitely top top of the sheet anyway I think um, although I can't see too many changes being made uh, to Cardiff's team maybe you know they, they like to sort of keep a core main uh, group of guys and uh, you know maybe change four or five uh, names a season and it seems to have worked on you know on the whole um, so I don't really see them so strain too much from that. Yeah, that's their model for success, really, and it it has definitely been success. Uh, just changing one or two bits that they feel they need to improve. So, um, he'll be good again. And there was the funny video from the fan forum of Pasha talking about how much he loved him. Did you see that? <laughs> no, I, I didn't see much of the fan forum. No, he just Pasha loves Joey Martin. That's all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
for patches, just hilarious in general, as we know. Um, Belfast, again, another fairly quiet one, but just there, there was the release of Captain Blair Riley, who's not, not going to be back for the second year of his contract. So again, a guy who was uh, pretty impressive, a good leader, I think, for them, and they'll, they'll miss him, but... Belfast have got that ability to, to go and bring in top guys, so I don't doubt they'll they'll find somebody uh, as good if not better than him, but I think the this year he really seemed to step up uh, as captain and scored some big goals from what I remember. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it was his most um, productive season in terms of points uh, last year as well, 69 points from 60 games. Um, yeah it's, I don't know it's a bit of a strange one um, for me but then the Belfast kind of did that the season before as well when they when they released uh, Brendan Conley and um, was it Sylvester as well yeah he went to was it uh, Zagreb KHL uh, I think yeah possibly yeah um, so you know but well, particularly Conley. Then I don't know if I don't know if uh, Sylvester would have stayed, but um, you know, again, just sort of making making a few changes here and there, uh, just to freshen up the roster a wee bit. And, uh, maybe that's what they're going for again. But they, I thought they definitely improved uh, from the year before as well. So um, maybe taking the taking the Cardiff model. Yeah, just mentioning Sebastian Sylvester there. I'm wondering then if he worked under Aaron Fox oh. uh, and then are you are you getting him appearing at Sheffield just Here a, a rumour to start right there I don't know but we'll see obviously a, a guy who did quite well when he played for Belfast so who knows with that um, next up I've got the, the team we all love to love Guilford Flames Um and they just seem to be able to keep their top guys. They've got, uh, I think I've got them all here, but uh, Callie Ackerd, John Dunbar, Cruz Reddick, uh, Brett Ferguson, is it Brett? Is it Brett? I think it yeah, is. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Brett Ferguson. Uh, and is there somebody else? Because I'm just doing that off memory. I didn't actually write them down because I just was yes. so gutted that nobody else had, was able to sign those guys. Or Jesse Craig, obviously. So yeah, boy. All their, their top guys back again. Um, obviously, yeah. enjoyed playing in Guildford. They had a lot of success, which is helping them be able to retain them, I've got no doubt. Um, but again, like we probably said last year, they'd have had offers on the table for these guys. Maybe even for more money, but I quite like that they've stayed there uh, and yep. kept that core again. Um, they'll they'll be dare I say better next year again, but certainly still dangerous. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, you know that's probably um five of their best players. Um, that they've kept on there. So certainly, accurate Dunbar Reddick. Anyway, um, Jesse Craig as well. Although I think he's uh, tailed off points wise. Um, and Brent Ferguson and Saki came on to a game towards the end of the year 
so you know that's a again a good a good core of guys there um, and yeah like you say I think they've done well to, to keep a hold of all of them actually um, yeah they'll be they'll be interesting again next year definitely I look forward to, to seeing them as, as we've said I do, do always enjoy that style of play and stuff so um, they'll be back uh, is there any day I've missed because that's the end of my list Right, the only one that I've got here is uh, Dryden Dow at uh, Dundee. Oh, did we mention him? No, we didn't. We didn't. Right. I did see that, but it slipped, slipped in it. Slipped through. Slipped through, just like uh, Joe Rumpel's gloves. <laughs> yeah, not the best gloves. This, some of the slippiest gloves that we've seen at times. Um, no, Dryden Dow was, he was quite solid, I think. Um at times, as most of that team did, where they, they had a really good game. And then I also remember a few a few howlers. So, um, not much to be said, but if pa- I think if Pasha, Pasha wants to re-sign you, then you're obviously doing doing something right. Um, and a fairly young guy, so I would expect more from him this year. And uh, obviously Dundee themselves. Oh. I like to think improve a bit. They'll always be there and thereabouts, challenging. But just budget wise, it's always always quite tough. But um, you know, I'll be hope. I shall be hoping for an improvement there. Yeah, I think so. He's quite a small guy as well, five nine. Um, and you know, but thirty eight points in fifty eight games uh, last year for Dryden Dow. So um, definitely. In amongst the points, and uh, you know that's definitely what you, what you want from from a D man as well. Um, especially if you if you're at that height, if you can sort of utilize, uh, you know the puck going forward and creating chances, and uh, definitely I think that's one one to have back. Uh, so I think that's a, a good a good re-signing there for Dundee. Dundee's very own. Ryan Kavanagh in the making. Yeah, he actually looks a bit like Ryan Kavanagh. <laughs> a bit as Ryan Kavanagh. Yeah, can I wee teddy bear look about him? Nah, um, can't can't be Ryan Kavanagh. <laughs> no one zips up past like Ryan Kavanagh. That's true. Um, okay, so that that's really all the all the player movements so far. Uh, in the league but obviously loads still to be done but it just shows you in a couple of weeks there's a a shed load of stuff there so we'll probably be kept busy um, no rest no I just wanted to quickly touch on uh, the, the GB team I'm obviously playing some warm up games recently uh, they had a, a few guys called up due to injury and things like that uh, Sam Duggan, Paul Swindlehurst, Josh Tetlow, and a guy I had to look up, I'll be honest, Joey Lewis, who's playing in <laughs> DEL2. I just didn't recognise his name. Uh, obviously, no, he's not, not played here. So, um, But yeah, they came in, and uh, I just had also written down the changes from the original 28-man training squad to the final 25. Defence-wise... Josh Batch and Mark Garside, Garside missed out, uh, and forwards, two of ours, Connolly and Peacock, 
uh, and then Kieran Long as well, not not getting in there for whatever reason. Um, Connolly and Long, if it is, well, I suspect Connolly's is injury related. If Long is, yeah. then fair enough. If not, as we've said, be a bit of a surprise. But Peacock, for me, I just don't think he's 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 really done it enough. Um, and there are players in there who I, I think are better than him at the moment. So not not really a surprise. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with that as well. Um, you know, Craig Peacock from a few years ago, you would you would say would would definitely be one of the one of the first names on on that on that team sheet. But um, but no, I think you know, in regards to uh, Connolly and, and Long, I'm guessing it's I'm guessing it's injury related as to why they're not there. Um, but yeah, again, I, I had to look up this guy as well, Joey Lewis. Um, pretty decent numbers, actually, DL to yeah, I mean, I, the past few years. I had to say, even though I hadn't heard of him, I expected him to be a decent player if he's got in there. Um, yeah. So, you know, he, he was a guy who was called up as an extra body initially and he's made the final squad, so must have impressed in those, those warm-up games. Yeah, definitely. Um, not long to go now before the before the World Championships. No, and I believe they're on free sports. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Um, I don't know if all the games will be on, but it may, certainly the GB ones, I believe. Right. Uh, okay. Of course, in a place in Slovakia that we know very well, uh, <laughs> which would have been. Sabino. Yeah, which would have been. <laughs> well, well, not quite that small a place, but. I think they're in Kashitsa, is it? I think. Yeah. Um, I certainly think the GB games are so. Yeah, um, I think there's other games in Bratislava as well. Yeah, that would be that would be quite cool. Um, but it'll certainly be tough. So, see how they get on. But in their warm up games, they had a five two defeat to Italy, and then a five four win and a five two defeat against Torpedo, who play in the KHL. So, a mixed bag there. Uh, they also beat sorry. Beat Hungary three one. So, um, you know, I think they've got the potential to maybe not quite cause an upset, but certainly get themselves noticed in there. You look at the quality; some of the teams will be far too good. But um, against your yeah, kind of France and, and so on, uh, you never really know. But uh, we'll see. Obviously, no clan players in there that we can get behind. No, no. Uh, slightly disappointed from that point of view, but yeah, I, don't, I was kind of. I had a wee look at the France team. I think there's a there's a couple of NHL players on there. I think, I'm sure. Um, so I don't think there'll be any kind of pushover. I don't think anybody will be. But just in terms of trying to um, snatch a win from from somebody here, probably you're looking at France, Denmark, maybe. You know, other than that, it's. Yeah, it's going to be difficult to, yeah. to get anything, really. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Maybe it'll be Rasmus Bierum popping up for Denmark, although I doubt, <laughs> I doubt he'll be in that team, but that would be quite, that'd be quite good. Yeah, who knows. Um, so just, just as we're finishing off, a couple of things left. I was just going to quickly mention the Stanley Cup situation because there's a couple of 
quite big upsets in that in the first round. Uh, probably none more so than Columbus sweeping uh, Tampa Bay four 0 Given that it was how good a season Tampa Bay had regular season anyway, and then Columbus coming in as a lower seed. Uh, they're now currently tied one each with Boston in the second round, but I don't think anybody really saw them advancing against Tampa Bay. Certainly not four 0 No, definitely not. Um, plus, they they just edged uh, my own team, Montreal, uh, into the playoffs to begin with. So, yeah. um, you know, sort of finishing fifth in their in their division, but. It just shows you that once it once it comes down to um, playoff time, then anything can happen. And obviously, uh, Lightning did they set the record as well for the most. I think so. Yeah. Most wins during a right regulation so. season. But. Yeah, I mean they were unbelievable. But as you say, that's why I think the Stanley Cup so exciting. And the best team uh, in the league doesn't really doesn't really mean anything there. Then by the end of it, the end of the four rounds. Uh, you'll have the best the best team overall, so it's it's good. Um, elsewhere, Carolina putting out defending champions Washington is again a, a big surprise, um, and then also New York Islanders going through four 0 against Pittsburgh. So um, some really big really big wins for the the lower seeds, if you can you can put it that way. Um, and it means that we're going to get a, a new winner this year, so exciting. Yeah, definitely. Um, just so looking at the, the teams that are left, uh, you know, even even the Hurricanes, so uh, lead the Islanders 2 0 now on. Um, yeah, I know. In that round as well, so that's, that's quite astonishing. Uh, you, you don't often see. Um, the majority of the, the lower seeds going through, because I think even like, even Boston as well didn't have a great didn't have a great season, but you know put the Maple Leafs out and uh, you know I, I don't know it's going to be it's difficult now to to sort of pick pick someone that's going to just go on and win it. But, yeah, um, it'll be good to see something new. Yeah, on the other side. Uh, Dallas again getting through against Nashville. They're currently one each against uh, St. Louis, so uh, a, a tight one there. And I suppose you could say that, well, you definitely could. Colorado winning four one against Calgary was was big, um, yeah. but but a closer one there. San Jose just getting the better of Vegas, so they they can't really repeat their heroics, but. Um, I mean, it's it's hard to say who's who's going to win that out of those those eight there. Um, if you're who asking, are you picking? Who am I picking? I was going to say if you're asking me to pick. Right <laughs> no, now, I'm going to go... Um, right, I'm ruling out Dallas and St. Louis. I'm ruling out San Jose. Although they've got some really top players, I just don't think they'll all the way I think that's the same for Colorado so I'm going the other side of the draw I'm going to go between 
Right, I'm just going to I'm going to say that between the two big upsets, it's going to be between Columbus and Carolina, just to cause to cause a big upset. So I'm going to go. Fair enough. I'm going to go. Carolina to go all the way. Oof. Although saying that, I think in the last game, uh, Mrazek is it the goaltender who's been excellent, went off with an injury. So they're, 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 they're back up in. So it can be quite a a big yeah. thing. But I mean, I I just pick them because they'll go they'll go all the way upsets all the way through. Fair enough. I quite like the shots actually. So do I, yeah. Do well. I do. Um, quite... I just got I just got an inevitable sort of feeling that, that the Bruins are going to just right. kick on now and go and win it. Yeah. We Connolly. Esque Brad Marchand <laughs> been there. I just just like some Boston teams in general I've got an issue with, but we'll yeah. save that for the um Boston uh, podcast. <laughs> state the state the state slate the state we're gonna call that podcast. State of that. Yeah. Right, that'd yeah. be great. I look forward to that. I've taken a note of it already. Good. Um Okay, so just to finish then, uh, you had some NFL comedy. Yeah, I suppose you could say that. Uh, so on Thursday, or starting on Thursday, we had the um, 2019 NFL draft uh, that I believe was in Nashville. Um, I, think in previ- I think we used to just have it in, in Chicago. And then last year was in Philadelphia. I don't know why it was in Nashville this year, but it was. Um, I basically just I don't want to go through. Obviously, some people don't don't like the NFL or don't pay much attention to it. So um, I decided to take a, a different take on it and go through some uh, guys that were drafted um, that had uh, unbelievable names. Okay, um, All right. I mean they've been so well hyped up here that I just need to hear them. No, okay. Well, I've got uh, <laughs> there's. I mean, there's a load here, but um, I'll start off with just uh, some common ones. Uh, for example, uh, the Minnesota Vikings in round seven took a cornerback from Texas called Chris Boyd and the spelling is exactly the same. <laughs> so I'm wondering, you know, what's the situation that come on? Is he? <laughs> is he out, maybe, maybe out of contract and looking to to change uh, change his focus a wee bit? Saying that, he doesn't really <laughs> look like a an American football player, I don't think. I don't know, I think he, he looks like a defensive tackle now. Do you? What, just the weight? Nah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in terms of mobility, it's not that great, but in terms of weight, it's all there. Uh, a couple of these guys, you had the Colts in round five, took a guy, wide receiver, called EJ Speed. <laughs> so, I'm so- hoping he's going to be quick. Yeah, it has to be really, doesn't it? It's got to live up to that name, and it's you know, if your name is Speed, then 
that's probably what you what you're going to be what you're going to be looking at really. What does EJ stand for? No clue. Uh, I can just make it up if you want, but no, that's fine. It's fine. I was wondering if it was something funny as well, but all right, no, um, I don't know. Uh, another couple of round five picks, uh, both um, selected by the Dallas Cowboys. One was a, a cornerback uh, called Michael Jackson. <laughs> Recent subject uh, of a documentary, <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, that would be a bit interesting. Uh, all or nothing documentary, but uh, and then the other guy they took was Joe Jackson. <laughs> It's just Michael Jackson's dad. <laughs> and it and it definitely R- is R-I-L. them. It definitely is them. Yeah, both came from the same uni, uh, university as well. So, but a strange one. Uh, what else did we have? Uh, Cincinnati in round four took uh, a guard called Michael Jordan. He'll definitely be good. <sighs> Let's hope so. If he's, uh, if he's anywhere near as good as the Michael Jordan in his own sport, then oof, they've got a good gene there. He's probably going to be more like the baseball version of Michael Jordan. In other words, not, not good. The Lee Baldwin version of Michael <laughs> Jordan. Um, I don't know, do you watch STV News at all? Uh, not with regular occurrence, but have done of course right okay so there's a there's a reporter on on there called Mike Edwards okay well he's just been drafted by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers (laughs) how's he going to find time between his STV reports and that (sighs) I don't know if it was actually the same guy though that would be that would be interesting (laughs) Mike Edwards, STV News. Where's he from? The real Mike Edwards? Uh, he went to college in Kentucky. Right, okay. So it's so, unlike, so he's unlikely to have a job at STV. Yeah, uh-huh. I would say so, but you can't rule it out. Um, right, okay, some of these other names I'll go through quickly. There was a guy in round seven called Stephen Denmark. Uh, cornerback drafted by the Bears Seahawks round 6 defensive tackle Demarcus Christmas <laughs> great name that is an excellent name uh, Pittsburgh Steelers round 6 linebacker Ulysses Gilbert the third. also superb <laughs> that is an excellent name uh, I think anyone who's got the the kind of uh, ancestral tree style yeah. name sharing just sounds <laughs> great whether they are or not I don't know the best way to describe it I just made up some words there but you know what I mean the, no, num- the numbering yeah well, this guy was drafted in round 6 so he's probably not going to feature but regardless an excellent name uh, Green Bay Packers round 5 Kingsley Keke so we've got Party Kingsley, Thistle. obviously, Party Thistle's mascot, is now uh, a member of the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Cleveland, Cleveland Browns, actually, they drafted quite a few uh, with some good names. We've got uh, Safety, Sheldrick, Redwine. 
Red uh, wine. Red wine, yeah. Right. One word. One word. Okay. Sion Taki Taki linebacker. And also uh, in round two, cornerback called Greedy Williams. I like that. I like Greedy Williams. Uh, that's a pretty good one. His teammates will be hoping he's nothing of the sort, of course. No. Unless he's, he's unless he's very good. Indeed. But they'll be hoping he's perhaps more like uh, Jets, third round pick, uh, Jakai Polite. So they'll be hoping he's, he's more polite than Greedy. Uh, Jakai, Jakai, anyway. I've got two more. Right. I've got two more. Uh, one from round one. Uh, a wide receiver drafted by uh, Baltimore Ravens, Marquis Hollywood Brown. And he'll definitely feature because he's round one, I'm guessing. I would say so, yeah. I would say so. Uh, and then my favourite one, by a country mile, defensive back, drafted by the Colts in round two, Rock Yassin. <laughs> Rock being the first name? His first name is Rock, and his surname is Yassin, but it's like Y-A hyphen S-I-N. That is very good. I like that actually. That's an incredible name. And anyway, that's that wraps up the. That concludes the draw for the NFL draft. The NFL draft names. There you are. You didn't have to go anywhere. Nah, some great stuff in there, especially Rock Yassin and Jakai, you know. <laughs> uh, but no, um, so. A good good place to finish on some some a light hearted note, um, yeah. We'll be back, I suppose, next time we get some transfer news. Probably more clan biased than anything else. We won't be making an episode just to talk about, uh, you know, somebody coming back to a shite team like Fife or Dundee. But it's all about the clan here, um. So uh, thanks, as always, to yourself and thanks to everyone for turning up. Um, We will be back on the airwaves with some more news next time. See you then. (laughs) Ta-da!